When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday edition Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Hope all of you had fabulous weekends. We are now Rolling fully into the month of December, we can say officially next month, the voting for the 2024 presidency begins. We have a lot of different data out on that front and also an upcoming debate on Wednesday down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where many people are still celebrating the fact that their Crimson Tide ended up in the four-team playoff. I know that it is a big sports story when even Buck is reaching out to me like, hey, what in the world's going on? Uh, we will talk about that. We'll take some of your calls. Our good friend Bill O'Reilly will swing by at 1.30 Eastern, about halfway through the show. Uh, there are polls out that continue to be very favorable for Donald Trump in the battleground states. Joe Biden has hit an all-time, for most of our lives, low in approval rating, net positivity of any incumbent president, and I bet almost any of the lives of anyone listening What does that mean? How might it change now as we are under a year until votes will begin uh, officially? Um, And we're going to be just breaking down a lot of what's going on in uh, the larger political uh, process, including lots of rallies that continue to attack Jewish people all over this country, threats against Joe Biden from Arab voters that they will no longer support him. All of those directions we will be going, but we begin with a uh, situation here um, when Buck texts me and says, what in the world is going on? When Donald Trump has put out a statement saying, if you're upset about the college football selection process, just blame Ron DeSantis. He's the governor of Florida. Uh, for those of you who do not know, this has continued to grow into an uproar. Started yesterday at noon Eastern, basically when the, uh, the playoff rankings came out. Florida State University, those of you who are Seminole fans in our audience, still fuming, still furious. 13 and 0, left out of the college football four team playoff. 12 and 1 Texas and 12 and 1 Alabama both get in instead. 13 and 0 Michigan and 13 and 0 Washington, not at all controversial, but those are the four teams that will play for a national championship. Buck, you now live in Florida. Uh, your wife is a University of Florida graduate, so I suppose if you had to take sides in the Florida, Florida state rivalry, uh, it would be good for you to be on the side of the Florida Gators based on, uh, your wife. My assistant, Katie, who you know that works with me and has been with me for nearly a decade now, uh, is a Florida State Seminole fan. So when she showed up here at the Travis residence, 
she is still fired up um, as a uh, as like I said, a Florida State uh, alum. And by the way, Congressman Byron Donalds, open phone line for Congressman Byron Donalds if he or his staff want to get him on the line. I am told that he is fired up with my opinion that Florida State should not have been in the playoff and wants to debate me. So, Buck, you could potentially be a moderator in the great did Florida State get screwed debate or not uh, in the event that Congressman Donalds, I don't even know how busy. I think they're, are they still in D.C.? I think they're still in D.C., uh, but that is what uh, all is going on. Don, Congressman Donalds, a uh, big Florida State Seminole fan, represents uh, the Naples area in uh, in Congress. So he is fired up about that. And I know that Senator uh, Scott uh, has said that there should be a con- <laughs> I think he said a congressional investigation opened into this. Marco Rubio is a huge college football fan. I'm not sure that he said anything. And I don't think the DeSantis team has said anything. At least if they have, I missed it. But that is the chaos. What, what as a non-sports fan, Buck, do you feel like you just kind of saw a big fight happen and you have no idea what happened or why it happened, but it just like, it, it was impossible to ignore? I was the guy in the movie when the bar fight breaks out and I'm like quietly sipping my tequila at the bar and I look behind my shoulder <laughs> and there's just chairs flying across the room and people throwing haymakers or whatever. And I have absolutely no idea what is going on. All I saw on Twitter over the weekend, and particularly yesterday when I was reading it for today's show, was the melee online yes. over something, something, something college football. And I knew Trump blaming DeSantis was just funny. Like, I don't even know what it had to do with, but he turned it into that. Uh, so yeah, now I have some idea of, of what happened here. So basically, uh, and I understand a lot of people out there who don't follow college football are going to think this is crazy, but they just have a committee that decides who the four best teams are at the end of the year and then seeds them one to four, and they now compete uh, for in the playoff on New Year's Day, the semifinals, and then about you know seven or eight days later is the national championship game. Um, and so they left Florida State out 13 and 0 power 5 conference undefeated team some of you are going to think that i am speaking uh, you know chinese because you don't pay a lot of attention to this but if you are and i would guess a, a, a substantial majority of our audience does pay attention um to college football in some sense uh because i see where we rate highly and for instance you can't be number 1 in birmingham uh, alabama for instance as we often are without basically everybody listening to us right now following along with college football and certainly many parts of the Big Ten country and the SEC, this is the heartbeat of a region. And for the New Yorkers and Californians who do not watch any college football, uh, I find that on the coast that's more common, or at least in the Northeast and uh, in some parts of California. Yes, they are. Um, They are. That's what I'm saying. I might as well be speaking Chinese right now, right out of the open. But um, but but I'm there for for you guys, for you guys who have no idea and gals what is going on. There you go. Um, so all of this ties in with the, uh, the looming chaos that is continuing to build. So if you want to weigh in, by the way, 800-282-2882 on you're fired up about what happened in the college football playoff rankings, you can fire in there. Do we have the actual statement from Trump? Because I do, uh, think that is, uh, that is very funny and I might have to pull it up on Truth Social. Um, because, Trump just deciding, hey, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to blame Ron DeSantis, uh, for, for this is really very, very funny. And, um, you know, I went on with Dana Perino, uh, Buck and Dana had, they have a funny segment where she basically doesn't know anything about sports. So every now and then Dana does sports. I have Trump here. Florida state was traded very badly by the committee. They've become the first Power 5 team to be left out of college football playoffs. Really bad. Really bad look. Bad lobbying efforts. Let's blame DeSanctimonious. <laughs> That's actually, one, a good uh, a good read as Trump. Two, just very, very funny. Uh, the governor of Florida, just going to throw him under the bus. Uh, Trump coming down on the side of Florida State. I think I was trying to think from a political perspective. You know, Texas doesn't feel like they were screwed. Trump's got Alabama locked and loaded. He's going to win by 30 if he's on the ballot in the state of Alabama. So maybe you go ahead and try to uh, to score a few political points with the Florida State Seminole fan base, which is obviously huge uh, all over the state of Florida and beyond. 
Um, but that is, uh, that is very funny that he has elected to, uh, to weigh in. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is all, uh, this is all chaotic. I think, Buck, they got the right decision. I know Alabama Crimson Tide fans sometimes not happy with me for some of my opinions. Texas fans not always happy. I think the college football playoff committee got it right. So I am of the opinion that they did nothing wrong at all. You can come at me and be absolutely furious about this. Um, but that is my hot take. They did everything right. I did, I would have voted the exact same way that they did. I, I, and Buck, I you see, should say, I, see I feel the floor like to your expertise on this one, man. I, no, I haven't should, watched a college football game all year. You should take the other side and scream Florida State was screwed because that way we cover the entire landscape of listenership and everybody at least feels well, like my wife their is, side is U of F. So I, yeah. but they made it in, right? So then we're good. Oh, no, no they no, didn't. No. Florida's five and seven. They didn't even make a playoff. They're not even oh. going to a bowl game. Well, then, then I have nothing to worry about. I didn't stat, know if there was yeah. controversy around this. No, no. Stat for Florida fans out there who feel like they're left out. This is the three worst football seasons Florida has ever had since 1947. Florida Gators have never had three straight losing seasons, uh, since 1947. Probably blamed to Sanctimonious. Yes. Uh, all right. So, uh, that is out there. We'll take some of your calls, probably have some fun with it. Um, but the debate is actually happening, ironically, in an incredible twist. Megan Kelly, who's not usually involved in sports, may even bring it up with people on the stage. They're doing the debate Wednesday, Buck, in Tuscaloosa. And Alabama is the team that benefited against Florida State. So let's set the table here um, for how we think this is all going to break down, and we will going forward. But I want to mention one other thing that was great. You know, I was at the Tunnel to Towers uh, gala dinner that they did at the Marriott Marquis Hotel in uh, Times Square, Buck, this weekend. Uh, that's why I was up in New York City. I helped to uh, read the names of some of the people who've lost their lives and that Tunnel to Towers has then paid off the mortgage-free home for their families. Drew Brees was on the stage. Cole Hauser, who plays Rip right now on Yellowstone. Drew Brees, of course, former New Orleans Saints uh, quarterback who won a Super Bowl, very much uh, beloved. Uh, Lawrence Jones was there. Pete Hegseth. Buck, that event raised over $5 million for Tunnel to Towers. And Frank Siller got up, as many of you know, on the stage and gave, gave an incredible uh, State of the Union address where he basically said, I want to end veteran homelessness once and for all. And he said they've taken 3,000 homeless veterans off the off the streets. And he asked everybody out there, and I'm going to ask all of you too, we're in the holiday season, if you have $11 a month that you can donate, 95% of all money goes directly to help those that are in need. That's unheard of for a charity. Not surprisingly, they've been audited. They have been checked out a ton. Uh, they are taking care of so many people, including uh, Captain James Howard. He served for years in the 82nd Airborne Division, trained for Special Forces. He sustained serious injuries and is a C-5 quadriplegic. All four of his limbs affected. He's paralyzed from the chest down. Tunnel to Towers gave him and his family, Captain Howard, a fully adapted mortgage-free smart home to ease the financial burden and make the day-to-day movement of his life easier. You can help and honor America's heroes this holiday season. Again, we raised over five million buck. It was incredible. Yeah, and we—it's—it's it's also little stuff all adds up. And so, you know, five million is obviously big stuff. But every month, you and I both have uh, Tunnel to Towers funds taken out of our accounts, and you get a little notice, and it's just automatic. So you don't think yep. about it; you can just set it up. And I'm telling you, when you get the little email, you're just like, oh man, good. I, I made my I made my Tunnel to Towers donation. Whatever whatever it is you can do. If it's eleven dollars a month, great. If it's a hundred dollars a month, great. But you set it up every month, and I don't think there's a better way you can spend your money. And I'm a big believer in the holiday season. Taking care of the people we need to take care of is the single most important thing. Yeah, and think about that, $11 a month. You're talking about 25 or 30 cents a day. You will not notice that 25 or 30 cents a day. And in this day and age where there's so much negativity, if you can help out a little bit, join us and do it at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org, T2T.org. All right, when we come back, Buck, let's have some discussion about this uh, upcoming debate and more uh, as oh, oh, it pertains. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm starting I'm starting to see it. New York Times headline. You ready for this one, Clay? Why a second Trump presidency may be more radical than the first. 
Hitler is going to be even more Hitler than he was the last time is where the left is taking this conversation. Crazy town, population Democrats. We are going to get into this coming up here in just a few minutes. Stay with us. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y savings for those who serve like many of us you might think identity theft will never happen to you but consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the u.s that's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of new york los angeles and chicago combined even worse identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome in, everybody. Second hour of Play and Buck starts right now. I'm going to talk to you about the latest in Israel's war against the terrorist group Hamas. Now, there's reporting from over the weekend that the uh, leader of, uh, or a, a leader of Hamas, Osama Hamda, is on video promising a war of liberation is coming, not just another October 7th. So this is showing you, I think, what people have been, at least we've been discussing on this show, all along, that as long as Hamas continues to exist, there is an unacceptable threat against the Israeli people and the Israeli state. Uh, the only way this conflict comes to an end that is, uh, that is, ex- or should be acceptable to the Israeli state and to Israel's allies is the effective destruction of Hamas as an entity. And people who say, well, what does that mean? It means all active Hamas fighters and Hamas leadership either incarcerated or dead. That's what it means. There, there are, there are war aims here that can be expressed in definitive terms. And that will 
obviously take time. There will be Israeli soldiers and personnel who are lost in this process. There will be civilians who are killed uh, accidentally, but who are killed as the Israeli military tries to get and take out these Hamas members. But we should we should have no illusion. There should be no um, no mistake about this. The Israelis are fighting a war that is just and one that they have to see through to its completion, or else there will be another attack like what we have seen. Now, something that has been getting more attention, Clay, in recent uh, recent days is the intentional and widespread. Uh, sexual violence that Hamas engaged in against Israeli civilians. Uh, initially, the uh, brutality and the viciousness, the sadism of the Hamas attack on October 7th was so overwhelming. Um, it Honestly, reading the details does make you want to vomit. Um, it's that level of depravity uh, that I think it was almost hard for people to process, to fully process everything that went on. Um, and, and people have been traumatized just by the amount of trauma that has been inflicted on the Israeli people. Uh, I know people in this country who, who have, been, who have cried and who have had trouble sleeping, um, because of what they've learned about what happened, particularly Jewish friends of mine, what they've learned about what happened to fellow, uh, Jews and Israelis, uh, overseas. So when you have a member of Congress who was asked about the intentional and systemic rape of women and of men and of children by Hamas terrorists as part of this attack. It was clearly decided that this was going to be part of the psychological warfare, right? A systematic campaign of of rape against the Jewish people uh, in this attack on October 7th. When you have a member of Congress who's asked about this, I don't think people would generally expect that this is the Response. This is Representative uh, Jayapal over the weekend. She was asked about this by CNN. Um, this is uh, she's a Democrat from Washington. This is cut sixteen. Play it. I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women. the actions. Absolutely. I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. With respect, I was just asking about the the women, and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I, I said it's horrific, and okay. I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. And children. it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um Well, Dana, I think women. we're not, we're not, I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. I mean, credit to CNN's uh, Donna Bash there for saying, Dana Bash, whatever, for saying the obvious, which is, no, 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 this isn't one war crime deserves another. Hold on a second. The Israelis do not rape Palestinian men, women, or children as part of their military policy. Hamas does. The Palestinians here did. They're fighters. They're martyrs. They did do this. And the international community has to contend with this and has to understand that the monsters who did this, they must, there must be justice. And that means, you know, you, you can convince me they can be incarcerated for life, but I honestly think that they should be killed. I agree that they should be killed. And this is what she said she doesn't want to get involved in oppression analysis, but this is why she doesn't want to get involved in oppression analysis. Because Hamas is the terror organization that specifically targeted women and children to murder and rape and kidnap. And that has not occurred at all from Israel. Because Israel's response is about defending its own people from ever having this occur again. And there was a front page article in the New York Times on Friday, Buck, saying that remember right afterwards, right after October 7th, we came on and we said, how is this possible? How is it possible that this attack happened? Front page article in the Friday New York Times said Israel had the entire game plan of Hamas, their battle plan, their intended uh, details of the attack. 
literally had the entire battle plan and said there's no way that they could actually implement this, and so they didn't put in place safeguards. And so I do believe while they are responding right now, our analogy of this is basically Israel's 9-11, where when you go back and you look at all of the evidence, it wasn't that this suddenly occurred and there was no idea it might. It was that we missed all of the evidence on 9-11, and now Israel had all the evidence that it needed, and it missed what they were going to do. So I actually think that is an important aspect uh, associated with how this response is now playing out. Uh, but the refusal to condemn is central to this because that also, credit to Dana Bash on CNN, creates what is clear, this is not an even playing field where both sides are committing atrocities. The other thing I would say about this is, increasingly in the United States, the politics of this is becoming more and more of a crisis for Joe Biden. Over the weekend, there was a huge uprising of Arab Americans saying, we will not support Joe Biden. I don't know how much attention you pay to this, Buck, but when they were pressed on, you understand that not supporting Joe Biden could mean Donald Trump is in office, they basically said, we don't care. We are opposed to Biden. We're in a situation now where the longer this goes on, Joe Biden is losing support from Arab Americans, which was about a 65% pro-Biden vote. And he's losing support of Jewish voters, which was about a 65% pro-Biden supporter. It's not just that he's losing one side, Buck. It's that the conflict between these two sides is costing Joe Biden immensely in both directions. And if this kind of tension continues, and I'm not sure it will 11 months from now, we'll see. But if it did, Joe Biden, I don't think the math adds up for Joe Biden to be able to win because when these identity politics coalitions collide, you have to pick a side. And the side that anyone with a functional brain should pick here is Israel. But the Democrats are in a tough spot because this is both of their coalitions fighting. You know, there's, there's, as we've discussed, a lot of the, um, a lot of the protests on campus or the riots or whatever's going on is about sure anti, anti-Semitism. That's a big part of it, but there's also this sense of a need for, um, people who are, uh, left-wing in their politics and non-white. So, and you know, and just meaning non-white to have a solidarity with the Palestinians because of, it's interesting, uh, Representative Jayapal says, you know, I don't want to get into, you know, uh, like I- intersectionality and oppression. Well, that's exactly what's going on, though, in this country. I mean, you have all these um, members of Congress, for example, who are the, the ones who are the most outspoken in favor of the Palestinians and Hamas are non are not white. They're non-white. They have different ethnicities. And there's this sense of there must be a... Solidarity, we've talked about this, right? Why, BLM groups have all this solidarity with the Palestinians. And you say, well, what, what is, what is that all about? And it's because this is viewed through, this conflict is viewed in this country largely through because this country, unfortunately, the left is obsessed with race and obsessed with racial conflict in America. And so the solidarity they have with the Palestinians is overwhelmingly driven by a racial sense of solidarity, as in just non-white. They are non-white, therefore they are oppressed. They're actually Palestinians who are very light-skinned, who are as light-skinned as me, but put that aside, they don't, you know, they're red-haired, blue-eyed Palestinians, they don't care. Um, and there are Israelis who are Ethiopian, and, you know, we've talked about how there's much greater complexity than what the actual debate reflects in this country, um, and, and how, and how the left treats this issue and deals with this issue. But, you know, there's some, there's something very, there's something, um, very different about even, in, look, Hamas has engaged in suicide bombings at, at little girls' birthday parties. Uh, Hamas has engaged in suicide bombings at pizzerias, just killing everybody that's there and views intentionally doing so. This is not collateral damage. This is kill as many people who are celebrating a birthday or trying to be out at a disco and, and have a night out as they possibly can. But the systematic rape campaign, um, this is something that uh, you know, this is a level of evil beyond even what we had seen from Hamas in the past. And I think there's a bit of panic on the left because they like to think of Hamas and the, you know, and, and the Palestinian people they represent as, oh, they're, they're so oppressed. 
you know, they're just fighting back with what they have. No, no. The decision to engage in a systematic rape campaign against people during a terror attack against civilians is a decision of barbarism and evil and sadism. Um, and, you know, the, the head of the Israeli intelligence services is saying basically, we're going to hunt every single one of them down. And, and this is an argument that I would have with absolutely anybody in this country. The Israelis are absolutely right to do so. They actually have a moral and ethical obligation in my mind to do so. And nothing can be allowed to, uh, stand in the way of this, slow this down. The Biden administration, Clay, is all of a sudden getting a little, oh, but we need balance and we need to, Biden's worried about, you brought this up, he's worried about the Arab American vote, he's worried about the Muslim vote in this country, and so he's trying to slowly but surely kind of backstab Jewish liberals in this country on this issue. He's trying to get away with it. Yeah, and also keep in mind, even the hostage exchange, we haven't talked about it on this program, but you're talking about babies being exchanged for people who committed actual crimes, and Palestine getting back three for every one, there are no babies in the possession of uh the, the Jewish population. There are no women and children who happen to be kidnapped doing nothing wrong in the possession of the, the Jewish people. They are trading actual criminals for a hundred percent innocent people. I mean I've I've spent time with uh members of the elite Israeli military services, uh, you know, Matkal and, and some of these other, you know, sort of close to their equivalent of SEALs or their equivalent of, of Delta special forces. Um, if they were ordered to go into a village and rape a bunch of Palestinian women, they wouldn't do it. Now, first of all, they would never be ordered to do it by the Israeli state, but I'm just saying they wouldn't do it. I would stake my life on it. They wouldn't do it. Hamas, though, just did it, you know, broad scale. It wasn't just one or two guys. This Videoed was a plan. and bragged about it, called their parents to talk about how many Jews they had just killed. But so this is why I keep saying that there's this, oh, we need to be careful in our condemnation and what, you know, Representative Jayapal is saying. And, you know, there's bad on both sides. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not not on my watch. Not today. Not with what we know has happened here and, and what the future is of, of this conflict and what needs to happen in order for the Israeli state to be safe. Um, what, what Hamas did is, is for currently and forever entirely indefensible. And the left is in a panic because at some level they understand that. At some level there's no way to make it disappear that they beheaded babies and they gang raped women because that's not military. That's not resistance. That is monstrous evil, and it was done from the command and control level on down by these Hamas monsters, and they need to be hunted down. And whatever we can do to back Israel up in this process is what we should do. All right, I got to switch gears here for a second because, look, I know the economy is uh, still re- – well, look, let, let's focus in on what the problem is, right? Things are too expensive. You're paying too much for stuff that you've been paying for your whole life. I know it. I just got out of uh, Publix here down in uh, down in – Florida and the prices have gone up for everything. Eggs, which I buy all the time. Obviously, we need gas here. We all need gas to get around. Well, what if I told you I could save you over the course of the year hundreds of dollars and there's no downside. In fact, all there is is upside. Well, this is why I need to check out the upside app. I've got it on my phone and it's kind of fun actually because you're like, wait, I'm going to get gas. Hold on. What's the best deal? You open up the upside app on your phone and it shows you where you can get great discounts on gasoline and on groceries. And you're probably thinking, like, what's the, you know, what's the downside of this? There is no downside. It is all upside. You can save 50 cents or more per gallon. In grocery shopping, you can save up to 13% off everything that you buy. So if you're looking for cash back when you're at Starbucks or Jersey Mike's or thousands of restaurants too, by the way, upside will give you the location of every participating location out there. And you can just see it right there on a map on your phone. It's so easy. It's a great app. And you're just getting the stuff you'd normally get, but you're saving money. I mean, my wife, who loves a good deal, loves the Upside app. She's like, wait, we're just going to go to this gas station. We're going to get 50 cents off a gallon. Let's do it. They go for it. Upside app. Type in Clay and Buck. That's the promo code when you get uh, the Upside app downloaded to your phone. Okay, it'll ask you. And you type in Clay and Buck. No spaces in between. You'll get 25 cents back or uh, more on every gallon of your first tank of gas. 
Download the free Upside app today. Use that promo code Clay and Buck. No spaces in between. Just do this and save yourself money, and it's going to add up to hundreds of dollars. And like I said, there's no fee, there's no downside, only upside with the Upside app. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We've got our friend Bill O'Reilly with us now. 18 number one best-selling books in his Killing series. The latest, which I have a copy of here in studio in my bookshelf, Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. You can also go to BillOReilly.com for the no-spin news. Bill, good to talk to you again. You know, I'm on TV with you guys now, right? I mean, I'm all dressed up. I had to get uh, makeup in here just for you guys. I want to give you a compliment before we uh, start. Last time I was on, we uh, talked a little bit about killing uh, the witches, and it, it spiked up on Amazon about 200 points. It was, you know, early in the distribution of the book. Uh, so far, it sold 250,000 copies in two months. Which in this day and age when, you know, reading is down because of the internet, because of the cell phone. So you guys have some cloud out there. I'm happy to be back. Killing the Witches is going to be very viable as a Christmas gift. So I hope everybody just takes a look. No, absolutely. And I think it's a fascinating part of history. And so people should, should check it out. Um, and Bill, I wanted to get you to weigh in if I could on, on something we were just talking about before. And it's, do you see, uh, a, a big problem here unfolding for Biden and the Democrats going into this election year, where on the one hand, they've got this radical left, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian stuff going on on campus mostly, but some stuff in the media and these, but they, they also want to not be seen as betraying Jewish, uh, American Democrat voters. And it feels like right now Biden can't make he can't make both groups happy. Is this a big issue? How do you think it plays out? Well, it's a cumulative effect on Biden. So there's a new Harris poll shows Trump beating Biden pretty handily, particularly when RFK uh, is uh, is polled in the three way race. Um, so Biden is in a position now where his economic policies are hurting everybody in the sense that the average American household now spends $12,000 more in essentials than it did the last year of Trump. The people know it. The folks know it. So that's a big, big mark against Biden. On the other stuff, whether it be his age, whether it be Hunter, and there's a report out today that Hunter paid him uh, 1300 a month. It's Picayune, by the way. Uh, they, they still don't have Biden getting a massive amount of money from Hunter's grifting. They may get it, they being the House subcommittee uh, on this, because Hunter Biden has to come in to testify in two weeks. But right now, the perception of Biden is he's not doing anything right. Nothing. Now, Jeffrey Katzenberg is running his campaign. You know who Katzenberg is, you guys? I mean, basically one of the biggest Hollywood uh, success, movie guy, you know, right? producers of, of yeah. all time. Right. Right. So Katzenberg is tied in with Spielberg, is tied in with the whole Hollywood nexus. And those guys are the money behind Joe Biden. All right, that's who's driving the Treasury there. But they don't want anybody sympathizing with Hamas. They are backers of Israel. So that the rank-and-file progressive left, the AOCs, the other crazy squad people, they hate Israel. And the progressive movement hates Israel, thinks it's a fascist nation. But the power behind the Biden campaign, the money men, are all Jewish, and they're pro-Israel. And so Biden's caught right in the middle there, which is why you don't see any strength. And again, it's a cumulative thing. So the economy is hurting the folks. Ukraine is a mess. Israel is a mess. What's going right? That's what's going to sink Biden. Iowa caucuses six weeks from today, legitimately, January 15th, first votes can be cast associated with 2024. 
Bill, do you think it is going to be the case that if we finally get down to Ron DeSantis versus Trump or Nikki Haley versus Trump, that anyone out there or, you know, Vivek or whoever would be the final number two candidate, that anybody can take down Trump? Or do you basically think Trump is the nominee? This thing is effectively over as we sit here six weeks out from the first votes being cast. All you can do is say what would happen today or tomorrow? You can't because there's so many things involved and it's Donald Trump. Always keep that in mind. So if it's Donald Trump, you don't know what's going to happen on Thursday. Okay. Anything could happen. So right now there's no challenger that's close and I don't think that's going to change. So there's a debate tonight, uh, Wednesday of this week, News Nation. I'll be part of that, uh, anal- analyzing that. Um, and Nikki Haley has emerged as the strength now against Trump, but she's still, he's still beating her three, four to one. Trump would be wise to put her on the number two and announce that early. That would moderate Trump's position, particularly with women. And he needs, so I don't know if the Trump campaign or the former president himself knows you've got to get more than the MAGA people in a general election. You have to. Puts, Haley on the two, which he would take, that really strengthens him. DeSantis, I think, helped himself a little bit last week with the debate against Newsom. And I write about that on BillOReilly.com. Newsom was so appalling that it made DeSantis look. DeSantis didn't have to do anything. He just said, I'm going to let it. I'm going to let uh, Newsom have my time. That's what he should have just done. You take. That's how bad <laughs> Newsom was. Okay, and and so DeSantis helped himself a little, but he's not going to win Iowa. And if he doesn't win Iowa, it's over for DeSantis. So the last person standing is Nikki Haley. Trump should co-opt her, take her off the board. uh, And that would mean the Republicans be a lot stronger going into next year. Speaking of Bill O'Reilly, Killing the Witches, the latest in the Killing series. And Bill, uh, people are thinking about gifts for the holidays you know, people have heard of Salem Witch Trial before. We've talked to you a little bit about it here on the show. What What's new that people will get from the book, um, you know, either in terms of perspective or just historical information? Because I know it's it's selling like crazy, but why is it selling like crazy? Because there's three elements to the book. There's the appalling thing that happened in 1692, all right, um, which people have heard about, but they don't really know how bad it was. All right, so we we lay it out very vividly. But we begin with the Mayflower. Everybody thinks the Mayflower was the love boat, that it was Carnival Cruise Lines. Hey, Mayflower. No, it was horrendous. Uh, And the fact that these hundred people made it here, and then they all went nuts, and some of them migrated up to Salem, and then that happened. But the real crux of the book is we have freedom of religion because of the Salem witch trials. There's no freedom of religion back in 1692. You did what the Puritan ministers told you to do, or you were in the rack or had a, a noose around your neck. Benjamin Franklin picked that up as a teenager in, in Boston, took it to the con- convention. People don't know that, that our freedoms today, a lot of them come from the Salem witch trials. And then there's what's going on today, the witch trials today. In New York State, where I am, the uh, expiration of the... Um, ability to file a lawsuit that in 1922 somebody did something bad to you expired. 4,000 cases. P- uh, lawyers are advertising on television. You know, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Unbelievable witch hunt. 4,000 cases filed in November alone in New York State. Uh, and some of them are valid, but you don't think there's a witch hunt going on? There's not a man in this country that couldn't have his reputation destroyed in a blink of an eye by an attorney if there's money in it. And that's a witch hunt. And it, it is so powerful that it's inhibited people on cable news in particular from saying anything. It's scared to death. Um, and so the witch hunt today, no due process. The media just slams the headline. You're through. That ties into what happened in Salem. There's no difference other than the rope. Bill, you and me are on the side of truth, justice, and the American way. 
in believing that Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee. Oh, not again. Every time you come on, I just Nonsense. want us to again reinforce how correct yeah, we are. I know. But we well, we could be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Bill says we <laughs> could be wrong, Clay. Uh, take the hint, buddy. Because uh, look, I've been wrong. I was wrong about the midterm elections, and it still haunts me. I thought that was going to be a, just a landslide for the right. Join the club. But people yeah, yep, are not. Too. Yeah. But most of the football raise their kids. So it takes them a little bit longer. But Joe Biden is the second worst president in the nation's history. Next to James Buchanan, who did absolutely nothing to stop the That's Civil a great War historical analogy. A lot of people have forgotten about James Buchanan right before, uh, right before Abraham Lincoln came in. Right. Biden is the second worst, worse than Herbert Hoover, worse than Warren Harding. I am writing a book as we speak that will be out next September 24 about every president and how good or bad they were. Every one. It's called Confronting the Presidents. All right. Biden is so bad in every way. And when the liberals come up against me in my no spin news, I say, give me one thing. One thing that Joe Biden has done in three years to improve this country. One thing. They can't do it. Do right. you guys know of one thing? No, is, is we've been saying it on the show. I, I, I put so play true. on that hot spot. I've said if someone's going to give you a million dollars, what would you say the big Biden victory is? And, you know, not being Trump yeah. doesn't count. So we're, we're, we're with you on that one, Bill. Right. Everyone should go, uh, Bill, Bill, uh, go to BillOReilly.com. Bill, we got to cut it here, but everyone should go to, the uh, BillOReilly.com site. Also get the Killing the Witches book, which is out now. Bill, thanks so much. We'll have you back soon. Okay, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Um, man, I, I, by the way, I love the way he tied that into the current situation and and what's going on uh, because it should be it should be troubling to people what's happening. Um, this this uh, you know how, how do you defend yourself from I know someone saying this guy grabbed me thirty years ago. Yeah. How do you prove you didn't? There's and, a and reason the statute way, is, of limitations exists for a whole lot of things, and and there are things that it should be expanded to include. I saw three or four different people in New York City who are prominent, Buck, get charged with early 1990s sexual assault allegations, including Mayor Eric Adams of New York City. Leave aside whatever political disagreements you may have. 1993 or 1994? You're going to suddenly say somebody did something to you inappropriate and you're going to argue that they're responsible for it. This is, this is yeah. crazy. And you I know, think more I, and more people are recognizing how crazy it is. This country needs to have a, have a real, you know, moment, at least in some states, I should say. It's really states. Um, a real moment about the statute of limitations as it pertains to some of these cases, as you raise. Also, this idea that you can be, you can, lose a civil judgment in a self-defense case after you've been exonerated or at least not guilty in a, you know, in a a self-defense case of using a firearm, for example, people still get sued. This is happening all over the place. So someone breaks into your home, you defend yourself with a firearm. It's totally lawful. Either there's no charges brought against you or you're found not guilty in a court. And that person's estate, assuming, you know, the burglar or the home invader, you know, dies in this process, that person's estate can sue you. And they yeah. can win. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, that's the craziness for beyond a reasonable doubt versus, uh, you know, the preponderance of the evidence standard mm. in civil versus criminal, that area in between the two. But yeah, there's a, look, there are a lot of things that came from the Me Too movement that are unmitigated disasters. And one of them is the ending of any sort of statute of limitations on a state based decision. Yeah. All right, we'll come back here in a second. I want to tell you about something really interesting. Actually, a couple things are really interesting in the realm of technology. And then um, third hour, Clay and I are going to dive into a big study on masks for kids. Spoiler alert, they're garbage. Come, we'll, we'll come right back. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, 
diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's GovX.com and join a community of more than eight and a half million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are rolling through the Monday as of you listening to us in Iowa. We'll be able to go out and have your voices heard. A couple weeks later, still in January, is the New Hampshire primary. Both of those going to be hotly contested, and then we will see what moves forward from there. Doug Burgum has dropped out on Tuesday, as I just mentioned, We'll have Donald Trump sitting down with, uh, with, uh, Sean Hannity again. Big ratings, by the way, for that Newsom versus DeSantis debate on Fox News. I think around six million people ended up watching that, which is a huge audience, uh, relatively speaking. We've got the debate coming up on Wednesday, uh, with the four leading remaining candidates on the stage. And there'll probably be some fireworks there. Megan Kelly is the moderator. But Buck, question for you. They continue to investigate Joe Biden for allegations of impropriety associated with Hunter Biden. And now there are new reports that Hunter Biden paid Joe Biden a monthly sum of some sort, around $1,300, I think, which is very small relative to the dollars that came in. But that this money, according to the House Oversight Committee and James Comer, the congressman leading that investigation, may well directly have come from China. In your mind, Buck, does anything that the House can uncover about Joe Biden change in any way whether Joe Biden is likely to be the nominee going forward? In other words, is there anything that you think they can uncover where Democrats would say, okay, this is the final straw. Because for a long time they said there was no evidence that Joe Biden engaged in any kind of uh, work with Hunter. 
I, I, that's a complete lie. There's now tons of evidence. Um, and whether or not it's criminal or not, we can debate. But certainly there was a lot of interaction between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden based on the Biden family business. But is there yeah. anything that can be uncovered that alters the political calculus in your mind? My answer will be unsatisfying to many, but it is the truth as I see it. And so I'll always say what I think the truth may be. Uh, I do not think that there is anything that the House Oversight Committee will uncover that will change the trajectory of the election based upon uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden corruption. Because here, here's how it will go down. Um, I don't think that Joe Biden was actively pitching, right? I, I think that the whole point was he was the man behind the curtain, right? He was the, you'll get access to him down the line, but first you got to pay off you know, the, the sketchy relatives, the son, the brother, right? I think that was the game that they were running and they were doing so very effectively. I mean, millions of dollars we're talking about here, folks, right? Millions yeah. of dollars were exchanging hands. People generally don't just give you a million dollars for no reason, you know, and what we saw here was, uh, over $20 million at least. I know some people say the number's a lot higher going to Biden. You touched on this. The worst case scenario. Right. The final fallback for the Democrats in all of this will be uh, it's not criminal because Joe didn't know and no charges have been brought. Now, of course, Clay, the no charges have been brought component of this will make a lot of people say, yeah, because he's the president and his DOJ is not going to bring charges against him. But just because there is a, a, a response to the propaganda doesn't mean the propaganda will be ineffective. So I think ultimately they would just say he didn't know it's not criminal. Lots of politicians do this and Donald Trump is worse than Hitler. And that's the he, way they'll go. So do you, do you think I'm crazy or could you see this? No, I, I think your argument that Democrats are suddenly going to say, Oh, you caught us is akin to everybody out there who argued that masking kids made sense. They're going to say, well, whenever the evidence goes against them, like let's just move on and not talk. Uh, about this issue. Here's where I do think it could be relevant in 2024, though. Biden made a lot of hay with independent voters on this idea that he was everything Trump was not. He was going to restore the adulthood to the White House. He was going to restore normalcy, our sense of decorum, our sacred democracy. All of those things were his calling cards. I think what it does for many people is, and again, I'm talking about the people who might be persuadable voters. Everybody out there who voted for Trump in 2020, and you're listening to us right now, you already knew about a lot of the corruption surrounding the Biden family. And if anything, all of the evidence continued to come out has just further confirmed how corrupt they were. So you are not being influenced, I don't think, in a substantial way by this evidence that's coming out against Joe Biden. And Democrats, I think, by and large, are going to line up and defend their team and pretend that this stuff just isn't happening. But I do think there are, Buck, a lot of independents who are going to say a pox on both of their houses, effectively, and that benefits Trump and or whomever the eventual Republican nominee could be, because Biden did score political points on the idea that he was somehow more sanctimonious uh, than his opponent. And so as a result, I think as more and more of this drip-drip allegation comes out, I do think it impacts the overall Biden brand on trustworthiness, where he used to have a massive lead on Trump, and now... I think a lot of voters just say, again, these are middle-of-the-road voters. Yeah, the parties are equally corrupt. These guys are equally dirty. And that helps Trump because Biden did have an advantage there. And, and, and again, I don't know, you know, I'm like Eeyore over here or something, you know, not to be that guy. But whatever corruption allegations will be unearthed at this point will, in the media, you know, Thunderdome, be juxtaposed against four federal, I'm sorry, four felony, three federal, oh no, two federal and two state, uh, four felony indictments against Donald Trump. So every time we say, hey guys, it's clear that there was corruption with the Bidens and probably should be criminal charges, 
What are they going to say on CBS News? What are they going to say over at CNN, the New York Times? They're going to say, unlike, you know, Donald Trump, who's been indicted four times and faces a million years in prison for crimes that no one really even knows what the crimes are supposed to be. Um, Joe Biden's never been even indicted for a crime. Again, I know all the counter arguments. I know it's not fair, but I think that part of the reason, remember, they accuse you. You've said this before about Democrats. They accuse the right of all the things that they do. Right. Yes. They accuse people of the things that they are the most guilty of. And when you're talking about corruption, a great way to cover up corruption for the Bidens is to bring felony indictments against Donald Trump. Because every time we say, hold on a second, middle of the road voter, hold on a second, independent voter, Joe Biden was selling out his country to China. They'll say that's not proven. That's not alleged. Donald Trump is the one who's facing prison. Does that work? I, I mean, I think you and I agree that may not work, but I think that's the plan, and I think it yes. certainly muddies the waters. No, I, I think that's 100% true. Um, but I would say that this is why, in the same way that you and I thought the primetime January 6th hearings were a total kangaroo court, it was embarrassing, there wasn't much revelation there, a small percentage of voters were impacted, I feel the same way about why Joe Biden should be impeached because you could have primetime hearings and because there may well be a small number of voters out there that haven't been paying attention that look up and say, wow, this Joe Biden guy is actually pretty corrupt. The idea that he was going to restore normalcy and a sense of decorum to the White House, boy, that was really a bill of goods I bought. I think people inherently feel it. But I think that would be the next level step associated with it. In terms of what's going to happen, it would be much like the double Trump impeachments. It's political theater with unlikely to have long-range implications. But with some small measure of voters, I think it could be impactful. Look, uh, we're coming up on the holiday season, certainly. A lot of you getting around for the company holiday parties. You're out running around. Uh, with your family and friends, events that you're trying to make sure that you don't miss Wednesday. Uh, I've got an event. Tuesday, I've got an event. Uh, family and friends, we're going to be out of town for the holidays. A lot of you are as well. You want to preserve your family's memories for as long as you possibly can. Do you know how many of those old VHS tapes, how many of those old camcorder videos, how about just old photos in general, are slowly being lost? How many people are storing your family's history up in their attic? How many of you have uh, an elderly relative who, when they die, you're going to be looking at photos, having no idea who a lot of the people are in those pictures? Preserving your family's history is a big deal. Preserving your family's legacy is a big deal, and that's why Legacy Box is here. They will preserve your family's memories in my mom's hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I spent a lot of time with my grandma and grandpa back in the day. They have 200-plus trained technicians. They take the responsibility seriously. During the holiday season, you can get your family's videotapes converted to digital files so they will last forever for just $9. Your older photos can be professionally scanned for as low as $0.07 cents each, more than 60% off their regular prices. Why not preserve your family's history and legacy for as long as you can possibly imagine with digitization with an ability to easily share with all the friends and family. Maybe your kids and your grandkids, they look at everything probably pretty much on their phones. What if you had the ability to preserve all your old videos and all your old pictures on the cloud forever? You could, This is an incredible gift. It's magic for the whole family. And you can get hooked up right now with LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 60% or more when you visit. Check it out today legacybox.com slash clay there's a lot of people out there very difficult to shop for the best possible gift you can give preserving your family's legacy for generations to come legacybox.com slash clay for 60 percent off geek out with the guys on the sunday hang with clay and buck podcast a new episode every sunday find it on the iheart app or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.